0: Previously, on MC GameFap... Tendrils wrap themselves around Corn Nuts Guy. The flask falls to the floor, and Corn Nuts Guy is nowhere to be seen.
1: Hello, and welcome to MC GameFap, Matt's cool game for attractive people. I'm Matt, and this is my Cool Game. And if you're here with me tonight, then congratulations, you're all my attractive people. You know, the problem with recording episodes three years or so before the air date is that no one will ever truly know how cutting edge we are. Take, for instance, the character of Romeo Pacifico. Sure, now in 2022, thanks to Netflix, everyone knows who Joe Exotic is and the character is kind of hackneyed by now but in 2019, he was local flavor. We're Oklahomans. We knew about Joe Exotic for years before he tried to kill anybody. Hell, I voted for Joe Exotic for governor. No one knew that this goofball libertarian was going to become the world's most famous dumpster fire person. I bring this up because if you watch drag, there is a scene later in this episode that will, at first glance, seem like a ripoff of a viral clip you've probably seen. I just want you to understand we did it first. Anywho, enjoy
2: the new episode. Stay attractive. Don't talk to cops. Roy kind of looks confusedly at the flask on the ground, and he looks up and peers around him with the light of the of the street lamp shining down. and he's like, "Hello, corn nuts," and then he doesn't hear anything. He just shrugs, turns around, and just immediately starts pissing right where he is. <laughs> Does he take his dick out? Uh, that's up to the to the listener to decide. <laughs> Wait, is he
3: just pissing through his pants? Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Is no, he no, pissing
2: he, his he, pants he, in he, fear, he, or is he just he, he sticks his thumb through his uh, his zipper? You know what I mean? Like, so he 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 brings his wiener out, you know. <laughs> but no, obviously he's facing away from the building, but you know, like the street lights illuminating his back and. Just there's a flask on the ground and he's just pissing away from it. So there you go. That's all I wanted to do. Thank you. Cuz he had to pee. That is why he went out in
0: the first place. I totally forgot that yep, was why he That's left.
2: why. Yeah, I had to pee. I wasn't
4: I wasn't lying. Uh so uh, after receiving the news uh, that one I had st- I believe I, I had seen a ghost, mm-hmm. two that one of my my friends here was watching my my uh, ex-wife Ginger's uh, a- ASMR YouTube channel mm-hmm. and uh, three had this weird gossip piece right in my head. I start nervously freaking out and sweating, and I pull out some sort of like weird glow stick thing and start walking around with it. Yeah, because I'm basically having a pseudo-nervous breakdown. Yeah. Uh, because I believe I've seen a ghost and my friend is watching my ex-wife Ginger's uh, ASMR YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am now going to bury my, my gut reaction is to do something very obsessive. Mm-hmm. Like pull out a glo- glow stick and start looking around on the ground to see oh, if wow. I can. Like, like I think I've seen this. this I believe this glow stick uh, is kind of going to help me uh, uncover the path of ghosts. And that's actually, a, this is
1: actually a pretty good intro for a very helpful man who said, oh, hey there, buddy. Did you lose a contact lens? Uh,
4: uh, I, I saw a, a ghost. It was a real one. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta follow, I gotta follow the path. I gotta, I gotta follow the path, get the evidence.
1: So he doesn't hear that. He just assumes you're, he hears you muttering, but he doesn't comprehend it. He just assumes you're looking for a contact lens and he gets down on his knees and says, here, let me help you out here. And he is uh, (laughs) on his knees. He is a dark skinned guy wearing denim jeans, leather boots, denim jacket. You've never seen him before. You're not sure if he lives in town or not. But uh, he pulls a flashlight out of his front jacket pocket and uh, just clicks it on. He says, here. And it completely ruins the glow stick lighting. But he thinks he's helping. He says, is that better? It's best genus. It is
5: best <laughs> oh genus!
1: If best genus was an old black man, yes.
4: Can I roll sure. for perception? Okay, mm-hmm. I want to do two things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to roll for, and tell me if it's intuition or perception. I believe it's perception. Do I perceive that he's trying That's to be intuition. helpful?
1: intuition. That's intuition
4: or intuition okay well good so i can i'm gonna roll for intuition and if i uh if assuming i roll positively enough i can sense his goodwill uh okay what would be my best roll for uh rebounding with a not monstrous shithead okay. explosion okay. Okay. Uh, comment okay. uh, i would be charm before maybe? you
1: roll for charm you're gonna need to roll intuition
0: Okay. Okay. Apparently, we need to create
4: self-control as a stat. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, man, I just—I'm having a nervous breakdown right over here, you know. And uh, uh, I want 15 because you used very
1: specific wording too. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to give you a very specific answer to what you asked. You feel like he wants to help you. He's got his flashlight out. He says, "Here, uh, does that help at all?"
4: So I'm going to roll for charm. Okay. My goal here is to, like, pivot so that I don't sound like an asshole and say, I. my goal here is to say, oh, no, uh, context fine, just food poisoning, oh, <laughs> run to the bathroom. A, a, but not, like, in a mean, shitty way, like a, like, oh, yeah, I appreciate a, you the help I got You don't
0: actually go. have the shits, though, right? Okay, then that's no. guile, but also 2d6 for you.
4: Okay, all right, all right, all the 2d6s, got it. No, uh, Okay, nine. he is the
1: kind of guy who is going to take you at your word at things like that.
4: Uh, sir, uh, thanks for that. Contact's good. It's not, not a little nauseated over here for fifth, but excuse me, sir. I appreciate and, uh, uh, you
1: just kind of shuffle off to the bathroom. The rest of y'all, yeah. aside from Roy and Faulkner, who is now hiding, you see this guy just kind of staring off at fault and he says oh golly gee i hope i hope uh, he's not sick off the appetizers here i bet i ate a truckload of those bad boys with the little wrapped into bacon <laughs> things oh boy
5: <laughs> i love him
1: those were shrimp they are also delicious oh yeah i tell you what this guy he kind of looks at Jeanette and says, ma'am are you cold in that
5: um, no, I, I'm very, very comfortable. Uh, appreciate your concern, and uh, appreciate you helping our friend here in his moment of crisis. I don't think we've been formally introduced. What's your name?
1: As he's introducing himself, you get a good look at him. He's an old black man, short hair, goatee. He's kind of got a pot belly, pretty visible underneath his denim. Mm-hmm. Uh, roll for perception for other stuff. I shall. 11th okie doke uh yeah he introduced himself as you were sizing him up he offers a handout to you and if you take it he's going to give it a very gentlemanly kiss on the hand
5: Ooh.
1: alfredo saucito ma'am. boy howdy this is uh this is one heck of a spread eh <laughs>
6: oh
5: my god he's alfredo saucito obviously
1: Also tag Keithan as the person who brought this beautiful name to my attention. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, of course it was Keithan. He's being incredibly nice to you and very gentlemanly in a very, in a sweet old man sort of way. And you notice his belt has holsters for two pokeballs, but both are empty. No wedding ring or any jewelry to speak of, except a thick bulky metallic wristband on his left hand that you caught sight of a little bit. You notice it's got like a little one inch gem inlaid into the middle of the bracelet. So he kind of looks around and said, boy, howdy, this is a, you know, it's a heck of a spread here, don't you think?
5: I, I quite agree. Mrs. Uh, Miss Brooks has done a very nice job, especially as I'm one of the presenting artists in the presence oh. um, at this place. Oh, boy, howdy, isn't that nice? I
1: thought so. Well, me, I think this might be the first museum I've stepped foot in since I hit the double digits, such as. But uh, but me, I've seen my fair share of hotels, motels, bed and breakfasts and what have you. And uh, fair to say that these paintings here rival the finest pieces and even the swankiest hotel lobbies.
5: <laughs> Aww. Jeanette, Jeanette takes it as a compliment because she knows he means it as one. Um, so where do you hail from?
1: Oh, I'm from out of state Montgomery Gentry. Uh, which is the state just north of y'all here in Rascal Flats, Montgomery Gentry. Perfect. <laughs> but for the time being, I'm from wherever the wind takes me. Me and the boys are on retirement tour 2K19. Uh,
5: your boys, do you have friends here? Oh,
1: not here, such as? Well, me, I figured I'd best leave the little critters at the hotel, you know? Everybody's always pro-conceal and carry, unless there's a couple of rich snobs to boot, you know? hmm He elbows you gently, giving you a cue to laugh. <laughs> Ah, but I understand. No telling who's carrying an Alakazam or a Tyranitar in their back pocket. I hear tell the Magikarp here nearly evolved in a shopping mall. Nearly caused a riot, it did. Did you hear about such as?
5: Ah, uh, yeah, sir. We, um... Jeanette is unsure if she should reveal she is one of the people behind its, uh... evolution. Um, we caught said Magikarp, um... And as part of the festival... But, uh, yeah, it, it almost destroyed half the town. If it wasn't for our dearly beloved mayor, she shuffles the mayor over. Roll
1: for intuition real quick, Jeanette.
5: I shall. Can I remember what? Uh, a 12, please.
1: Okay. He raises his eyebrows. He's,
5: oh, really? Is that a fact? You caught it, eh? Uh, yes, sir.
1: But something in his face isn't exactly surprise. It's feigned surprise.
5: Mm-hmm he
1: knew or he just doesn't believe you that's also a possibility
5: mm, mm-hmm.
1: he just think oh isn't that nice this sweet girl or he could know you're not sure you just know that his emotion he's broadcasting isn't exactly correct okay okay and so you're bringing the mayor into this conversation yeah huh?
5: i want him to meet mr Sauceto.
1: all right go right ahead mm-hmm.
5: So, Mr. Mayor, come and meet my new friend and patron of the arts, uh, Mr. S- uh, Alfredo Saucedo. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh.
1: And uh, he shakes your hand vigorously. He's gent- He's very careful not to jostle your little pink dog too much. Yeah. He says, ah, so you're the sheriff. Well, well me, my maway said, Alfredo, you got shoulders like a moose and an even bigger head. She grew up and joined the police force. What do the criminals think about that? I says, I don't know, Ma. She says, they'll all run in fear of the big, tough, brute lawman. They'll do piddle like a dog. I says, oh. She says, you're darn tootin'. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anywho, lovely town you got here,
5: Duncan. <laughs> It's just this this n p c just named Twin Peaks also <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> uh, if i if
6: i if I was a donut, I'd say my name was Duncan, but sadly you're mistaken. My name is uh,
1: Duke. oh my apologies, my hearing's not so good these days. you understands right maybe <laughs> maybe, okay. So how goes the mayor in business there, Duncan?
6: Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I'm not the sheriff. I'm the, I'm the mayor of this here fine town, and uh, it's it's going great. Uh, as far as I know, uh, we had a great uh, little Gyarados uh, pageant that happened, and the uh, Magikarp fry is how we caught this big, beautiful bastard that you see in the tank here.
1: I can't really seize it yet. I can't say
6: um, you can uh, use my glasses if you like. It's uh, not inv-
1: it's not unveiled yet.
6: You can use my X-ray specs if you like.
1: I'm looking forward to seeing it unveiled. I hear tell the Magikarp here, uh, yeah, before you caught it, nearly evolved into a shopping mall and caused a riot.
6: I feel like that's a bit of an exaggeration. We had it w- the local law enforcement and uh, Cece and Jeanette and. Uh, Doctor, who's uh,
1: Cece? Is Cece another one of your friends who caught the carp here?
6: Uh, yeah. Oh, where's she at? Um, uh, she's uh, she's she's around uh, mingling, mixing, and uh, uh relaxing. You know how it is at these things. You know, everybody's around and about and uh, whatnot. But for what what really matters is um. Uh, I was uh, CC uh, uh, Roy, as you uh, know, and uh, uh, our whole team took care of it, and uh, no one was uh, hurt.
1: Uh, he doesn't know Roy.
6: Oh, he oh he knows Roy. He gave him a colonoscopy last year. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> he, because he told me about it.
1: So, uh, no, I just I just came down last week. So funny story. I breeze in about two days ago to find I'm two weeks late for the River Roundup. Funny story. I breeze in on a two days ago whereabouts to find I'm two weeks late for the River Roundup. Well, me, I'm pretty nettled, forgive my language, but I gave my booking agent a gosh darn heck of a time. But the girl at the checkout counter overhears me. Boy, howdy. Felt like a horse's patoot. But sweetheart she is. She feels bad I gave down so far to miss the contest and she gives me free tickets to an art regatta. Now, art isn't exactly my forte, such as, but when a pretty girl gives you a present, you hike up your britches and say, yes, ma'am.
6: I'd say that's the uh, right call to do as well, sir. I'm sorry you missed the river roundup.
1: And uh, Cece, are you anywhere near this competition, anywhere near this conversation at all? No. Okay. Okay, so uh, last we checked, Faulkner was in the bathroom hiding from social anxiety. Yeah, correct. And Roy is outside, both in-game and out-of-game. And it's at this point in the party that Warletta Brooks makes her entrance. Oh. And she comes out and she's just wearing a very toned down, but still very no less lovely black dress. Very simple. No real bells and whistles here. She's doing her best to just look just just kind of classy, but not too, uh, too in your face with how much classier she is than all of you.
5: That bitch. Shh. <laughs> She's doing the old money stuff.
1: And she comes out and she and the whole not the whole party, because some people are just whatever. It's a small town, but a good half of the party just stops what they're doing. And they turn to her and they all give a little quiet cheer and start clapping. And she's, oh, my word. Don't you all look so stunning tonight?
5: Was that what she sounded like? Yeah. Is she like 86 now? She's always
1: been 86. <laughs> She's always sounded like Mary Berry. She is. She's rich. She's had a lot of work done, but subtle work done. So, like you, you can still tell that she's old, but you can't tell how old she is.
3: Mm. Well, because I mean, you can kind of a you can kind of guess with Mary Berry.
1: Yeah. She, let Let me just give you a rundown. She's is about, she like
3: RuPaul worked on? Yeah. No,
1: absolutely not. RuPaul work done. RuPaul has very had a lot of very super obvious work done. Yeah. Warletta Brooks is about five foot one. Maybe smaller. Her hair is somewhere between blonde to gray. Her body is slight and frail, but she wordlessly projects a quiet confidence and worldliness that unnerves even the largest men. The only real hint to her age is a slight slur to her speech whenever she's had a long day. Okay. OK, so anyway, she she uh, she starts uh, greeting people privately in just that very quiet voice of hers and going up to people one at a time, shaking hands and just whispering something to people. And you can tell that she's slowly making her way over to your group. Cece, let's start with you.
3: Orletta, darling, don't you just look pretty as a pitcher tonight?
1: Oh, thank you, my dear. Yes, you look so lovely as well. So effervescent. I'm so glad to have you here for for both of our big nights here tonight.
3: Yes, well, Cece does like a very, you know, polite, flips her hair over her shoulder. Oh, well, I'm just so excited for the both of us. It's just going to be such a stellar night for, you know, us and our group. I was... <sighs> I was a little taken aback by a wee bit of an oversight on your part. There were some people in our party that did not receive an invitation, and they are the ones who helped catch the fish.
1: Oh, oh my, I'm so terribly sorry for this. Oh, we will see to it that all of your help is given the proper clearance.
3: They weren't help, darling. That's, that's, quite, a, that's quite an assumption on your part. We were a team. It was a team effort to catch the fish. And people like our good nurse, Roy... They weren't on the list to get in.
1: Uh, You can tell at this point, Cece, that by the time you finished your sentence, you realize that she's not really paying attention to what you're saying anymore. Okay. Uh, Mayor Duke, she's already moved on to you. She is allowing you to take her hand as she greets you
7: like oh am uh oh miss let up brooks as beautiful as ever oh just amazing <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh oh heavens my word you're so forward mayor duke roy you're not in the party here to greet her but it is your turn to take conversational initiative if you're back from outside yet you are If you want to come in now from the in-game outside from pissing, you can. Do you want to take the flask with you? Yeah, definitely. You
2: want to pick it up? What do you want to do with it? Yeah, Roy... uh...
5: Chug it! <laughs>
2: yeah, Roy opens the Take flask. Take his essence. Roy opens the flask and decides he's gonna save some piss for later, and decides to piss inside the fucking shadow shadow demon flask.
3: Oh my god! No. No. I'm
2: kidding. I'm not. Are, gonna are, on, on, are you really gonna piss in the flask? Because no, I'll gonna... let it happen, but I just want to make sure that's no. what we're doing. What I'm kind of imagining the fucking piss flask is like. It's like a one piece thing where it's like. Yeah, never mind. This is. I'm getting into the weeds. <laughs> <laughs> into the into the weebs. yeah, exactly. Well,
0: um, I want
5: to know what you are talking about with One Piece now.
2: One of the guys,
0: well, he's gonna take One Piece in the fucking of the flask. Guy, one of
2: the guys eats a fucking fruit that gives him power over darkness. And he can make these black holes, and so he sucks a whole city into a black hole, and he can like save it for later. And that's what I think of the flask. Like the okay. dude's in there, but he's like held in like a a pocket dimension, so if I piss in there, he's gonna be like trapped with my piss. <laughs> <Trapped> <laughs> <is the laughs> piss <dimension>.
4: Oh my <laughs> piss god. <dimension. laughs>
5: so
2: he's just swirling for all eternity. <laughs> I, I thought you, were like, you swirl. Uh, yeah. I thought it was like a drink thing. So yeah, so Roy Roy shakes it out and, you know, zips it up, kinda gets on his tippy toes to zip all the way up. And uh checks himself for piss. He sees a little a little sprinkling near his knee, that's okay, you know, that shit. Casualty of war. And then uh, he turns around and and uh, he 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 picks up God oh, damn it.
5: <laughs> Sorry.
2: Alex is distracting me. Uh, <laughs>
5: how long is he if he's like found strains on not, his knee <laughs> I'm
2: not answering that question. So so Roy turns around, he he picks up the flask, he he puts it in his pocket and strains up his uh his medical jacket and and starts walking towards the door and he tries... He, he pulls the the doors that he just came out of. He tries to pull them open. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you can open it. Uh,
1: okay. The doors here weren't locked. They were guarded before your flask ate him. Rip. But, well, uh, yeah, no, the your way is not blocked. You can come into the party. You can come back into the party and you see your party... Shaking hands and shaking babies with uh, uh, the old lady who runs the
2: joint. Aha, uh-huh, I see. I want to walk up to the group, uh, kind of smooth my hair, just be like, hello, sorry I've been gone, guys. I had to um, run a quick errand. Warletta Brooks takes no notice of you at all.
3: What a
4: bitch.
2: I, uh, so is is the entire party crowded around? Oh, except for Faulkner. Faulkner's still in the bathroom. I am in the bathroom. I lean over to uh, to Jeanette and I'm like,
7: Who is this?
5: <clears throat> Her name is Ward Brooks. She is the patron of this gallery. She's got a lot of plastic surgery done. <laughs> uh, I didn't hear what they said. What was that? She's got a lot of plastic surgery done. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Do- <gasps> Dr. Ditto. Yeah, he does really good work. Yeah. That is <laughs>
5: That is I think like Dr. Ditto perfect. needs
1: to be a skincare brand yeah, in this Dr. world. Ditto.
2: Oh my god. Yeah, it's Dr. like the
1: Dr. Brandt Dr. products Dr. in Ulta. Ditto. Is it's Dr. Ditto.
5: Yes.
2: Yeah, Dr. Ditto. And just to shape people, you know? So
5: Oh, that's amazing.
2: Um
1: yeah. Or he's he like goes into people's pores on their face and just gets all the gunk out.
5: Terrifying. Uh, that
1: sounds more like a Give yourself the face of someone ten
0: years
2: younger with Dr. Ditto.
5: Oof. Suck it all out.
2: Oof. Okay, so I'm just going to kind of observe because I don't really want to interrupt what's going on. And I'm going to pass.
1: Faulkner, it is your turn. You can be done in the bathroom if you want.
4: Oh, yeah, I'm I'm done in the bathroom. uh, Faulkner's going to walk out and rejoin the group. I'm just like... (sighs) (sighs) Ginger's a bitch.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We'll say you're about a half step behind
4: Roy in that you're both just kind of rejoining the party at roughly the same time. Hold on, I'm walking out. I'm in my zone, right? I'm, Faulkner's like walking out. He's like self-taught, prop-taught. And then I look up and see. Uh, oh, sorry, what's her name? Uh, Warletta Brooks. All right, all right, yeah, we got this. We got this. Holy mother of God! Am I seeing a ghost? Uh, oh, ah, sorry, sorry. I, your face just looked kind of ghostly. But uh, who, who are you guys? Who oh Hi, I'm Faulkner. Nice to meet you.
1: Uh, okay, I'm looking at passive perception here. Highest would be Jeanette. Jeanette, you notice Warletta Brooks react ever so slightly when he, when Faulkner loudly rejoins the group. Okay. But she doesn't respond to him. She doesn't turn to him. You can tell she's noticed he's joined the group here, but she's intentionally ignoring him
5: oh
3: interesting she's not a very good host is she
4: not one bit
3: no
1: and Jeanette it is your turn and okay. Orletta Brooks actually does deem to recognize you and she said, and here's the artist of the hour
5: uh, hi yes thank you very much Miss Brooks for hosting me and my comrades in your lovely airy uh, reclaimed space here um, it's very very appreciated and um I are you what are your plans for the artistic scene in Colgate? Do you have um, a long term vision that we could maybe collaborate on?
1: Oh my dear, absolutely. You are exactly what I had in mind when I came to this town to spread my influence, to spread the the artistic scene as we know it. There's so much artistry that falls through the cracks because it hasn't yet been able to be refined in the light of societal norms. You have to go out into the backwoods. You have to go out into uncivilized society and find the <clears> diamonds <throat> in the rough just waiting to be polished. And and you, my dear, you are just exactly what we have in mind here. It's just so... And she looks at the art. It's just so... <clears throat> Colgate. <laughs>
3: <laughs> bitch i want to make a note that um i purposefully cc coughed whenever she said that it was unrefined around <laughs> colgate um she takes offense to that and i just wanted to make sure that you knew okay. that was on purpose
1: all right i will keep that in thank you all right. And uh, she turns to you all. And she says, I'm just so excited for what's about to come next. We're, we're, we're going to do so much great work in this town here. And she has a microphone handed to her. And the whole crowd just kind of goes silent as they're ready for her to speak. And she said, thank you all. Thank you all so much for being here. This town has done so much for me in the short time I've lived here. And Colgate has so much to offer the larger world. It's wildlife. It's culture. It's people. Today is the first day we shine a spotlight on what Colgate means to me. What Colgate could mean to the world. Today is the first day, but it it won't be the last. Thanks to the wildlife conservational efforts of the brave men and women here today, she gestures to you.
3: Sure. That's (laughs) definitely what we did.
1: (laughs) The world's largest Magikarp. That's right, friends. It has been officially noted in the record books as the world's largest living Magikarp. The world's largest Magikarp will be on display Live for the world. The curtain drops and the tank is exposed. It looks like a lovely tank. Uh, Cece, would you like to describe it a little bit here?
3: I rather imagine this tank to be like what you might see in a really fancy aquarium. Like it's just a replica of its natural environment with lots of room to swim. And... Well, illuminated. Like, it's just, it looks like a really nice tank for a Magikarp to live in. Okay. Like, basically, what the Magikarp lives in, and then just make it fancier.
1: (laughs) I'm imagining a lot of castles built in.
3: Question.
5: You know, it's got to have some room to play. It's true. Go ahead, Jeanette. How large is this Magikarp? Because I need to, I'm trying to build a mental picture of how large this tank has to
1: be. Well, this Magikarp is gargantuan, even exposed on all sides. Ahem, the word is Gigantamax.
5: Yeah, Matt,
3: get with the times.
1: I I wasn't planning on having it Gigantamax because the thought (laughs) never crossed my mind, but honestly, sure, why not? Uh, Even like, and this this is one of those tanks where it's, where it's exposed on like three of the four sides. It's still got its back to the wall, but on the other three sides, it's still a very large glass tank and it's reinforced. Clearly you can see the edges of the glass and it's about like six inches thick. It's normally orange skin. The magic it's orange skin has not reverted back from the cerulean blue ever since it's near evolution at the spring festival. It looks not only massive, but muscular, like it's too tightly packed into an armored carapace, a bit too small for it. (laughs) It stares back at you, constipated, vacant. You also notice that curtains have also dropped around TV monitors surrounding the tank. Hmm. Duke, you've been, you're actually aware of this. I've PMed you privately about this. You're aware of what's going on here about the donations she continues that's right we have converted placid quarry into a reservoir and wildlife preserve but of course this tank graciously donated and constructed by the lovely and benevolent celia ann o'hara will still be used quite often for off hours and effluent runoff everyone give a round of applause to introduce the Celia O'Hara off-hours tank and effluent runoff off-hours <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> the, as the wall behind the tank kind of opens up and the Magikarp is just swept away into the outside waters this tank is a connector tank to a much larger lake outside oh no as the applause breaks around you, you notice the plaque for CC reads Celia O'Hara Off-hours Tank and Effluent Runoff. You can't help but notice the acronym spells out "Cooter."
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I help but notice that until you spell the dot for me.
3: So when do we become murder hobos? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love this. <it. laughs> I'm oh my gosh fucking...
0: you know the whole time Orletta was talking I was like this bitch sounds like fucking <laughs> Oh my god
1: she's like a fancier one but yeah kinda <laughs> Keith
3: I'm on board with the murder hobos now let's go <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: it's not just Keith uh, excuse me <laughs> he was
1: the
3: one wanting to murder the children you're
1: anarchy rant? hobo it's a little yeah, different anarchy cool. hobo is a little different than yeah you're
3: hobo. anarchy hobo he's murder hobo
1: <laughs> oh,
0: he yeah, was murder. Child oh, and CC
1: right. wants to murder an old lady.
0: <laughs> yeah, you've got the you've got that whole do no harm yeah. what is it oath that you've got to do,
5: dude? I just saw that like some of the largest magic carp recorded are like almost four feet tall.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, um, Wild. I remember like we've never officially. Measured this big Magikarp because I wanted it to be a little eldritch and unknowable. Yeah, but at the same time, we we have noticed that like even just like when hat a little portion of it is exposed in the water, even that is like four feet long.
5: Damn. Yeah Yeah. i I just wanted to have like some mental like brain puzzling I get you. Yeah,
1: yeah on, honestly his his size is officially you don't know.
5: Cool.
0: Would you say it's unknown? Uh,
5: yes.
1: On its height and weight, it's just a couple of unknown just flashing between alternate forms. Ooh. Ooh. All right. So we're going to resume turn order as the rest of the crowd beyond you all is just clapping and applaud- and applauding graciously as Warletta Brooks is basically doing a smug Hillary Clinton face. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Notably, Cappy is not applauding Ooh. this.
3: Good. Good for Cappy. <laughs> woo-hoo. Ooh,
1: okay, Cappy. Okay, you're taking a stand here, huh? All right.
3: So is she done with her speech?
1: Yeah, she appears to be done. Now she's gone back to just kind of like she's basking in the, pl- the applause before she goes back to mingling. What a twat.
3: Cece puts a hand goes over to Warletta, puts a hand on her shoulder and goes darling can we have a moment
1: oh my darling I would love to just give me give me a moment here please she goes over to a table where there's uh there's a table nearby where there's like accoutrement laid out and a d'oeuvres, and she's this this patissier is just so fragrant don't you agree darling and she holds it up to you
3: I I thought it was a little overpowering myself. I feel like they probably could have, you know, measured themselves a little better. Jeanette? Yes?
1: Your passive perception uh, notices, you're not sure why, but Warletta Brooks took careful notice of exactly what Cece just said there. Mm. Like, you definitely saw a moment of, uh, like, a Telltale Games. Warletta Brooks will remember this in the (laughs) corner. Ooh. (laughs) And you don't know why, because it seemed like a pretty innocuous comment.
3: What, is she going to give her, like, really spicy food later?
7: I don't know. Anywho, Duke, you're up. What what, what do we need to do?
5: I mean, you know what Cece wants to do. I want to talk to her about the
3: fact our Magikarp's out in the lake and he has the goddamn seal on him. That's the whole point of the goddamn tank in the first place. Does she not care about our town?
7: So, like, did they release?
3: Yeah, it's basically. Yeah, they released
1: it into a into a man made lake, basically. Yeah,
3: that's still not that secure.
1: And I will say, uh, you all, she mentioned uh, a new place that we haven't covered yet. It's been in town, and you've had a couple of sessions before. You've had opportunities to like have it come up in conversation, but you never rolled quite high enough on high enough on gossip rolls at the time. But now that she said it out loud, those parts start to click back in your head and you realize placid quarry is an old strip mining operation in town that was abandoned a while back it's just sort of like any other mining operation but instead of drilling into a mountain or whatever they just remove all of the shit from the surface and they just start digging downwards in exposed in an exposed area they weren't able to find much as far as you know and they just kind of left it alone and just it was just a big hole in the ground that did nothing but collect water and within the last year she's bought it and apparently she's turned it into a man-made lake
5: oh bad this is bad
7: i mean is is it really bad though
5: well i mean who could who can say like what the effect of being in like the chat that's left over from a quarry would do to this magic harp? either like a genetic abnormality or like poisoning and killing it. I mean,
4: mutant magic cart.
1: Okay. So on the map, it's been listed as construction site up until this point, I'm changing it on the map now to say Placid Quarry,
5: but what well, were- where map map drop. I'll link the map link map, please. but
7: I mean, what, ex- what exactly were they like digging for in the quarry though?
1: Same thing they've been digging for everyone else, everywhere else. They're trying to find more resources when the and mayor, you just kind of know as a default. Mining has been the lifeblood of this town for so long. But within the last decade or so, the natural resources of the town have been running out and certain manufacturers in town and some certain uh, industrial producers in the town have been desperate to try to reclaim some of the profits they once had. And so they're just going wild trying to find any solution to it. And that includes just strip mining in the back, trying to find any new veins. So yeah, if you look at the map, you'll find Placid Quarry is north of Colgate, east of Sweetwater Mountains, and just behind Brookside Galleria.
0: Does it have any major tributaries that go into the Sweetwater River or whatever the hell it is over there? Uh, Not as far as you know. There are no natural
1: tributaries occurring
7: Well, that's good. Okay. So it's just a stagnant
1: lake. But at the same time, it's never been like totally filled up until now. So you can't say for certain. Okay. Like maybe if Cappy investigated, who knows? Cappy definitely has his investigation face on. (laughs) Cappy's like, there be mysteries afoot. It's perfect content for his ASMR show. Mayor, it's your turn. And if you don't know what to do, Cappy's right there. You could probably ask him about it, get his opinion on things.
7: Could I go... sweet talk Warletta more, more Brooks more. Shit. I mean, sure, you could try that.
3: Go for it. Because apparently Stacey has to wait her turn. <laughs> Someone's gotta use the dick.
7: I, I mean, I have clout in this community, Stacey.
3: Maybe she should go into the piss flask. Have <laughs>
5: <Yeah. laughs> we considered piss flask? You should. Sure? <laughs>
7: Alright, I'm going, I'm going to basically try to get more points with Warletta Brooks.
1: Okay. Go right ahead. Yes, she's eating pâtissier with Cece right now. And you could tell Cece's pissed off, but Warletta just seems like a pig and shit right now. Wait, what was it that she was eating? Pâtissier.
3: No, pâtissier is a job, hon. It's a,
1: it's a job. Oh what what's the one I'm thinking of that's like soaked soaked duck liver?
3: Oh. Oh, that's
1: oh, pâté. Pâté, that's what I'm thinking Patecie of. Pâté is Sorry.
3: when you make fancy oh, like
1: okay. yeah. I'm not a, I'm yeah. not classy like the character I'm currently playing is. I have my limits.
3: It's okay, love. Yeah, <laughs> I forgive you. Okay. She's
1: eating pâté, pad
7: thai.
3: <laughs> Shut up.
7: <laughs> so I, I I stroll over to I stroll over Miss Brooks, uh, isn't this pâté just delightful? It's been the talk of the night. Everyone I've uh, talked to has said that it's just absolutely wonderful, a great choice uh, for the evening and the hors d'oeuvres, my good lady. Oh, thank you, Mr.
1: Davenport. I, I must admit, I am a tad embarrassed. The catering was a bit last minute. I did have my hopes on hiring the culinary artistry of the local Lucha Libre fellow who won the little Gyarados dessert competition. But by all accounts, he seems to have taken his cuisine and his glory and vanished into the night.
7: Are you familiar with this, El Espera Maestro? Oh, that's so unfortunate. Uh, this this stuff is great, but I'm sure if uh, you would have been able to procure... uh these people you seem to be uh, alluding to it would have been just absolutely wonderful
1: she's not sure what voice you're going for there so she just gives you a polite nod and continues munching delicately
7: you're like I just wanted to come over and say thank you so much for giving uh, this big old fish a place to call home like a place where people can come from all over and far and wide to come visit and see this massive Magikarp on display, this true specimen like Pokemon for everyone, and just giving it this place to live within our town's frame. Like you, you've been, you really did this community a due diligence and service by putting up this. And as
6: well as for uh, charm.
7: oh shit roll roll he just rambles on
0: like this for 45 minutes trying to grease the wheels
7: can I roll guile?
6: no yeah
7: sure why not uh, am, I, am I going for something? Uh, you're just trying to get her to
1: buy it
5: so I guess guile would work in that instance mm-hmm. yeah.
1: yeah either charm or guile would be fine
0: since he does not believe the shit that he's saying at all yeah, yeah it seems pretty clear shit I got a
1: five. <laughs> five.
5: Oh no okay
1: uh, she, she turns to you exactly as disingenuous as you to her. And she says, oh, but I couldn't have done it alone. Your words flatter me, but this isn't my doing. I am only a will. I am only an outlet for the people here to do what comes naturally to the citizens of Colgate, to do good as best they can. The real champions here are the people who brought this fish to heal. You and your people, and Jeanette and her artistry, and Cece for her wonderful donation to the Celia Ann O'Hara room for oh, I, I always get the name mixed up. What <sighs> if only there was an if only there was an easier way to say this name. Oh no. And then uh and then you hear a random female voice from the crowd behind you. How about
6: we call it the Cooter? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, 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 what a lovely idea. I don't know what that is, but it sounds delightful. And you then know, ev- there's
3: this fancy thing called the internet. You can look things up nowadays.
1: Uh, oh, that's that's wonderful, darling. So you can tell me all about it later. Okay, who's up now?
3: I'm going
5: to take the Pokeball out of my boobs and hit her with
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to capture me a bitchamon
5: She just makes brass knuckles out of her Pokeball and just punches her in the face. <laughs> that's pretty brutal. Yeah.
1: Alright, so, Roy, it's your turn and, uh, yeah, you notice all the stuff going on and a lot of commotion. You also notice, uh, one of the other guards who's not Corn Nuts guy is looking around agitated.
2: <laughs> okay. Okay, so I'm gonna go up to the other guard. Okay, the one who's looking around? The one is looking around frantically I'm just like, Hey, uh, what's up, buddy? Mind your own business. <laughs> Fuck. Alright. Alright, I'm sorry. You know, I'm just, you know... Y- You know, I'm sure you're just wondering where your your pal is, wherever he might be. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna need you to roll for Guile right now.
5: (laughs) Yeah, that was super suspiciously knowledgeable.
2: Oh, no, I'm not trying to lie. I'm trying to get his attention.
5: But now it seems like you know something. Like your buddy is in his pocket. Guile is a 1d6 for you. Yeah. This is gonna be great. I'm very, I'm excited to watch what transpires.
7: Good
2: luck. Thanks, man. <laughs> so that's a crit fail. Yeah, sure is. Well, <laughs> throw one out for Roy. What? I mean, it's a good thing I wasn't trying to lie, though. Oh, but you good? No, I wasn't. It was. It it's was. True. It was an obvious like. Oh, I don't happen to know where he is. Like, <laughs> all right, and because you got a
1: one. He immediately just wheels on you and grabs you by the shirt collar and pulls you away from the crowd.
2: Sexy. Oh, all right. Okay. All right, buddy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So now I've got your attention. He pulls you out of earshot. And she's like, she's like, what's going on? Look, man, your buddy. He dragged me outside, and uh, <laughs> he got fucking sucked into my my flask. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous, but uh. He's, he's in here and like can I can I can I reach in my pocket and I kind of like gesture like Keep your hands where I can see him. Alright, so do you do you wanna reach in my back pocket? <laughs> he he frisks
1: you and uh he he turns you around and goes through your pockets and he indeed finds
2: a flask. But he's not looking for the flask, he's looking for weapons. Okay, well don't open the uh don't open that flask, buddy. This is not a bite. <laughs> He opens the
1: flask and he's like, I don't have time for this. And he dips it over in order to pour it out, but nothing comes out. Oh. And he kind of looks at it, so what is this? Some kind of joke flask? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's a joke flask.
2: I carry him all the time. And he
1: caps it and he throws it back to you. I don't have time to waste with you fucking drunks god and then he he just kind of shoves it back into your hands and in a way that's also shoving you and he storms off
3: all
2: right well i couldn't replicate him getting sucked into the flask again i'm used to myself and i put it back in my pocket and i walk back towards the crowd as you put it back in your pocket you feel it start to shake a little bit
1: no, not like a real tremor sort of thing but more like in the same way your cell phone shakes when you get a text message
2: why would I open why would I open the flask? Why? I didn't I tell it? you to open it. I just said it shakes.
5: You should open it
2: though. <laughs> <laughs> open <laughs> I just kind of shrug and I put it back in my pocket and I walk back towards the crowd. All right. And Faulkner, it is your turn.
1: You just saw Roy get grabbed by a guard and pulled away and then immediately shoved away.
4: All right. All right. So uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to walk up to the guard and I'll be like, excuse me, sir. Do you know who that is? He
1: just kind of shoves past you out of my way, nerd. (laughs) (laughs) Wow.
3: So rude. All the people here. Don't you know who I am? Don't you walk away from me? Oh, my God. Say my name. (laughs) Really pulling that card, huh?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Does he keep walking? Yeah, he keeps going. Uh, it's, it's bad. God, these people at this party are such a bastard. Uh, uh. So how about this? Let me, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll for perception to see if I can find any clues of this ghost that I'm hunting sure. down. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Right. Yeah. I got a nine. That's not bad. Okay. I will say
1: in the shadows of the aquarium, like inside the aquarium that has been since evacuated, there's a little castle in there that it isn't big enough for the Magikarp to use. It's strictly a decorative castle, but out of the little door hole, you see those sapphire eyes just shining through them real quick.
4: Oh, so I'm going to just like lean to my mic, which is in my jacket and be like, all right. So now that we have recovered from the incident, I am going to go find the path of this ghost and what caused the ghost to haunt this party? And then I'm going to walk, I'm going to start walking over to the castle space. To check it out.
1: Okay. Yeah. As soon as you walk up to the aquarium, the the eyes disappear, but you're you're no less convinced that something is in there. Yeah. I want to keep looking. Okay. At this point, the, uh, the dude that Elise was interacting with last session, the angry dude who is raving about ho- teenage hoodlums, Jeff Clinton, he comes out to you.
4: Hell of a display, isn't it? Uh, yes, uh, a very uh, fine display, if I uh, uh, must say. I, I agree. Yes. Yes, very fine display. So could do, where did you get
1: it from? I didn't get it. It's uh, you know, I'd love to have something like this in my house. My wife or some maybe one of the help has an aquarium like this. It looks not, not nearly as nice as this. I have to say, they, they should really be uh, picking up on their slacking a little bit. You know what I mean?
4: Uh-huh. Uh Aha. Well, it was nice meeting you. Uh, And I I agree. This is a great display. So great. I'm going to take a closer look, but I hope you enjoy the party.
1: He offers his hand to shake hands with you. You seem like a good sort. What firm do you work
4: for? Oh, uh, I work for the firm of the Pokemon Ghost Stories uh, Network. He doesn't really
1: register what you're saying. He said, oh, wonderful. I work. I'm a junior executive over at Persian
4: Finance LLC uh yeah, uh, that's that's great. Uh, I I am sure it's great, but uh, you know what? I'll just take your card.
1: Yeah, he kind of like getting into your personal space. He slides the card into your breast pocket.
4: Oh, oh. whoa, 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 whoa! Okay, I'm stopping. I don't like I, personal space. is very important to Faulkner. Okay, and my mic ruffling. I'm just gonna grab and say, whoa, 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 whoa! I I appreciate the gesture here, but you ruffle my mic. I, I can't have <laughs> I, I can't have none of that. I can't have none of that.
1: He leans in. Maybe he's aware of the mic. Maybe he isn't. But he leans in and says, you're ready to do real business. You're ready to step in with where the big boys play. You give
4: us a call. Can I do... So, do I? Can I roll a check to make sure that bastard didn't take something out of my pocket? Sure. Okay. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I don't I'm think not not that's to, I don't think he is either, but you never know. Uh, I, what, would that be perception? Sure. Okay. All right. All right. All right. 11. Okay. I
1: i love where your head's at i want you to i want everyone to be this paranoid about everyone in this party (laughs) but at this point in time he's not trying to steal anything from you he's your passive intuition tells you that either this is a power move because he likes you but wants to establish dominance over you right from the get-go or he's soliciting you in a weird dude bro sort of way but uh, either way, he's not stealing from you right now. Okay, okay. I-
0: he, just, he just did the business equivalent of pissing on your leg. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh,
4: all right, so, uh, all right, nice to meet you. Have a great day. <laughs>
1: all right, who's up next? Uh, I think Jeanette. Me. Yeah, think Jeanette, so. you are up.
5: I'm up. The gallery opening has not fully unfolded as Jeanette. Wanted, but yeah. she knows now that from the vibes that she's gotten from Warletta and how this is going down, it just doesn't feel like there feels like there is uh shit afoot.
1: Absolutely,
5: absolutely shenanigans and and buffoonery. So Jeanette is going to um, use so her her last art to her advantage. Okay. So um Jeanette uh takes takes a moment and she starts to unbuckle her her huge trench coat that she's been wearing this whole time. Lovely. Yes. And underneath is a shimmery glittery orange leotard spanx kind of dance costume. Oof. And it has, obviously, like, you know, Elise would understand, there are obviously some reveals. Like, you can see them kind of built into the costume. Like, it's going to go down. And it kind of vaguely looks like a Magikarp, question mark? Oh, the shapes yes. of the outfit. Oh, no. Yes. Um. So, Jeanette takes off her coat. And she realizes that her art is going to serve a purpose and her purpose is going to be investigating what the hell is going on by being as weird as possible.
1: (laughs) I love it. I love this. Please. Bad
5: timing. I
1: want you to describe everything you can about your art piece here. Okay.
5: So Jeanette um, also pulls out a small... Um, iPod, Bluetooth speaker combo from this huge baggy trench coat. And she sets it up on the table with the pate. Yes. And she sets it to Enya's sail away. And so it is on that oh, RVP like many many times. So she pushes play and so the beginnings of this Ornico flow new wave song start to play. And Jeanette oh, is going is demonstrating the evolution of the Magikarp through interpretive dance.
1: Oh, I love it!
5: <laughs> oh god oh bless. my god! Oh
2: boy! Mm.
0: <laughs> so you said you said it's on repeat many many times. Does that mean that rather than putting it on repeat? You have chosen instead to build a playlist where it's just, like, Enya's Sail Away added, like, four oh, or five times. I'm sure that's
5: exactly what she that's <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. There's just a playlist uh, that's, that's like, called Art Piece or whatever, and it just is a playlist of 20 times Sail Away.
0: Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> Please proceed.
5: So... So her goal now is she still wants to perform the art as she intended when she wrote it completely unironically because she thinks Mm -hmm. this is the coolest thing ever. Absolutely. But she's going to do it kind of near groups of people (laughs) so that she could potentially hear their conversations (laughs) as she... Dancing and whirling and evolving her costume and her magic carp parts turn into Gyarados parts.
0: I love this. Y- yeah, those conversations that are totally gonna yeah, keep I, happening while she's dancing next to them. I mean <laughs> Yeah,
1: that was like the one thing I was gonna say is like I love all of this, but the one flaw in your plan is ain't nobody talking while this is happening.
5: But she doesn't know that. She thinks she can this might be subtle.
1: I love this. I love this. Uh,
5: For Jeanette, this is so nice.
1: Jeanette, um, (laughs) roll for Guile to like sneak up on people while you're doing your dance.
5: I love it. Yes, Guile. Absolutely. That's exactly what I'm rolling. Oh no, I got a four. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah,
1: so you like you like really get into people's personal space as you dance, you're while trying to be subtle.
5: Yeah. I'm sorry. I just imagine that I just go up to people and like stand really awkwardly close to people as I'm, like, talking, I'm, like, wiggling in their ears, and I'm, like, moving my pieces of my costume around and flipping them over to the blue side for the Gyarados as I'm, like, evolving into this Gyarados, like...
6: Oh, my God. <laughs> just, like,
5: flailing next to people and <laughs> expecting them to I carry on their normal conversations. Oh, oh, my God.
1: Okay. Um, I will say... Uh... Other people in your party start to notice the guards. There's a couple more guards that have appeared since then, and they look a little bit anxious right now, and oh. they're kind of searching throughout the room while this dance is going on. Jeanette doesn't notice no. this, though. Jeanette is very busy doing her own thing. Jeanette, tell me how does this dance end?
5: Um, the dance ends with um, the entire... Leotard, due to all of its little tearaways and bells and whistles, is going to be like a silver, the blue and silver of the Gyarados, and she brings up her hands together, on which somehow the the uh, gloves also look like the teeth of the Gyarados, and it's <sighs> rearing back, and then she t- does one big. Rah! God bless. Yeah, I love this.
2: We'll her yeah. hands are above her head, by the way. I just wanted you guys.
3: No, I, I,
2: I'm imagining I it, and it's, it.
1: and it's amazing.
3: I felt it through the yeah. audio.
1: Okay, so as she finishes, is anyone in your party clapping for her?
3: CC is okay. CC, just clapping. Sorry, Warletta, isn't this such a wonderful performance? This this is really just up the classiness of this joint. Yeah,
2: and <laughs> yeah, so
7: bougie. Yeah. I'm, I'm giving I'm giving her the uh, shy the shy buff clap. Oh
2: yes, I love
1: it. And uh, there is one person outside of your party clapping. It's uh, Alfredo Sausito. He's yeah. like he's yeah. over at a different hors d'oeuvres table, and he he looks very confused. He is a very confused old man, <laughs> but he is nonetheless clapping for the nice lady who he met earlier.
5: Oh, Alfredo best boy. And best uh, genius.
1: <laughs> everyone else is just kind of in stunned silence, including Warletta Brooks and the people next to Warletta Brooks. Uh, some new people have joined Warletta Brooks in the crowd. Uh, an effeminate black turtleneck and beret wearing balding man kind of looks like if napoleon dynamite's brother was 50 years old and fancy uh-huh. <laughs> and in art school apparently and a teenage girl with him as well
5: oh no oh my
1: god and oh no w- war-, war Lettuce is oh how how lovely of a oh, performance god. jeanette you've you've gifted us with today and so so unique and daring i just oh um here let me introduce uh Uh, one of my current gentleman callers. His name is Quentin Butcher Rotman and his teenage daughter, Henry.
5: (gasps) Jeanette is like, (sighs) just absolutely dumbstuck. And she's like taking the next nearest person, Roy, best genus, Alfredo, Faulkner, and is like gripping their arm so hard like her knuckles are turning white <laughs> uh, Jeanette you
2: you've got quite a strong grip there do you
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the adventure continues but in the meantime be sure to follow us on social media for links to our Twitter, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or whatever local podcast merchants you frequent. This show is a non-profit, fan-based parody. All intellectual properties contained therein are all owned by several other, far wealthier people.
5: I am so shook. <laughs>
0: Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. What's the
5: name of this guy again? Quentin Butcher Rotman.
0: Okay, and his daughter's name is Henry. I feel like I'm missing something. Don't here. worry. It's your ex-husband. Oh no! I'm sure it will be. A, I'm sure it will be explained later. I'm pretty sure it's Jeanette's ex-husband.
5: Spoilers.